Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the This Is Gonna Hurt podcast with Jay Gordon Duncan. And if you're wondering why the Jay, the answer is I'm not a bagpipe player. And if that joke doesn't make any sense, I encourage you to check out episode zero where I explain that joke as well as the purpose of the This Is Gonna Hurt podcast where we talk about faith, family, fitness, finances, and sometimes fun. Hello, friends, and welcome to another This Is Gonna Hurt podcast. I appreciate you being here so much, and I appreciate being back in the studio. It's been a couple of weeks, no fault of anyone else's but just mine. My schedule's been busy, but I always love being back in the studio. I'm thankful for Shane Dale, who makes all this look and sound fantastic, and it's just nice to be here. It's good to be back with video. As always, thank you, thank you, thank you. You guys are incredibly kind. You're incredibly gracious. You watch the show. You know, I read I read something the other day that uh, most podcasts don't make it past five episodes, and only three percent of podcasts make it past a year. And I've got to check I mean, any day now. It may have already passed. We're at our five year anniversary. I can't believe I've been doing this for five years, but it's a blast. I keep it up. I love doing it. You guys have kept up with me, and I just appreciate it. So today, this is exciting. So uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was reached out to by Mary uh, Camuso. Uh, forgive me, I want to make uh, I want to make sure that's the way to pronounce her name. If I mispronounce it, I'm so sorry. Mary, it, she does a lot. She is a realtor in town, and she also works with Fredericksburg. Let me make sure I get it straight. Uh, Fredericksburg Park Bench, which is a fantastic community oriented website. And so Mary reached out to me and wanted to do an interview. She wanted to talk about my entrepreneurial journey, capitalized coffee, uh, my seizure journey, and all of that stuff. So she came to the office and sat down and interviewed me. And we had a great back and forth. I got a chance to ask her a few questions. And then she, like I said, did a deep dive. And it was fun. Uh, She got to ask me my why. And you know what? Interestingly enough, here at 52 years old, my why has been changing a little bit. Like, you know, why I do what I do. And I got to share it with her and kind of articulate it a little bit. Better than I just said the word articulate. Uh, so what follows is the video audio interview that I had with Mary. And again, I really appreciate it. She did a great job filming it. She did a great job editing it and putting it together. And so all the good stuff is her. Any of the bad stuff is me. But what follows is Mary from Fredericksburg Park Bench and the local realtor coming and asking me some questions. So I hope you enjoy it. Uh, The video and the audio is following. Guys, check it out. And of course, as always, I will see you again next week. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Allied HomeQuest, Complete Connection to the Community and Real Estate. I'm Mary Camuso, Realtor with eXp Realty, and today we have the pleasure of getting to know Gordon Duncan. Hey everybody. <laughs> the uh, CEO and Chairman of Church Training Partners and the owner of Capitalize Marketing and Consulting. Gordon has a very diverse background, which includes teaching, uh, coaching, coaching, being a pastor. pastor. <laughs> a lot, yeah, a lot of my resume is full. I don't know if that's good or bad. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it's a commitment problem. Well, all of which has helped him develop a very special skill set. He's a great way with words, and he is very intent with his listening to his clients, and he gets really at the heart of creating change in others, which makes him a great consultant. I'm trying. And uh, his clients praise him for the change that he has created in their lives. 
So I'm excited to get to know more about you, Gordon. So Thank let's you. dive in. This means a lot. Thank <laughs> you. I really appreciate the opportunity to be here. Yeah, welcome. Thanks for being here today. Yeah, thanks. So let's uh, talk about you. How long have you lived in the Fredericksburg area? Uh, we moved here January 2013, so we're getting ready to have our 10-year anniversary. Oh, and, nice. And uh, I lived my whole life in North Carolina up until this point. Okay. Um, but we absolutely love it. Uh, I'm married and have three daughters, and, and we've all loved it ever since we got here. It was a, it was an easy transition. That's nice. Yeah. What, what part of North Carolina? Um, well, we came from outside of Raleigh. I was living in a little community called Garner, which is a suburb of Raleigh. I but I grew up in Smithfield, which is right there on 995. I went to school at East Carolina, taught high school in Rocky Mount. So a lot of that was up and down sort of the I-95 corridor. But we lived in Raleigh for a good long time. Absolutely loved it before we came up here. Raleigh's pretty nice. It is. Gardner's wonderful. nice. All it of is. It. <laughs> it's a cute little community. It really is. Um, so you mentioned that you were a pastor and you planted nice. churches. Mm -hmm. Where did that take you? Oh, wow. Well, it, it took me where I didn't want to go initially. Um, Amy and I, my wife Amy, uh, we've married 26 years, and we are both preacher's kids. And so um, that's not an, a necessarily an easy life. I mean, we had great parents, but when we got married, we swore we were never going to do anything ministry-related. Uh, <laughs> I didn't swear off the lottery or something like that. I swore, And so you, know how, you can imagine what happens with that. So we got married in 96. And by 99, I was in seminary. I had a great mentor, and he just kind of walked me through it. Um, so I graduated seminary in 05, planted the first church outside of Raleigh, and then planted the second one here in Fredericksburg um, okay. in 2013. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So you have roots in Fredericksburg beyond moving here. Well, yeah, they, uh, uh, well, it's interesting how we got here. Um, my, uh, my buddy, Leonard, we were both on staff in Raleigh when we were doing um, seminary training. And uh, once our mentor moved away, Leonard moved up to Stafford to start a church. And then a couple of years later, he reached out to me, and I was initially very resistant and didn't want to do it at all. But he played a large part in bringing me up here <laughs> to plant the church. Very cool. Yeah. So, oh. But I'm glad we did. There's zero regrets in that. It's been wonderful. Do you still have that connection with Leonard today? Oh, he's my best friend in the world. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, we, we've been through uh, a lot. So we've been <laughs> friends now 23 years. And, and um, yeah, just him and his family love him to death. They mean a lot to us. That's awesome. It's cool. It's always nice to have those like long term. It's nice. It's nice. You know, it's kind of friendship. If you know, if you don't talk for two weeks or something, it's fine. Then you just slide right into it when you get together. And yeah. so, uh, pastors and pastor couples, uh, when they have that, you know, there's a level of intimacy you can have because if you're going through something and you're a pastor, you can't always go into depth with it with the people you're leading. So it's always nice to have uh, another pastor and, and family who know what you're going through. So you can get together and laugh and cry or get the wisdom you need. And, and Leonard's been that for us. I mean, our mentor is the same way to us. So we've just kind of continued it on. Oh, cool. Yeah. I love that. So can you tell me what your favorite part of Fredericksburg is? Oh, Fred's favorite part? Uh, I mean, probably downtown. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm a coffee lover, and so and we got great coffee shops down there. I'm down there a good bit. When Amy and I think about going out to eat, I mean, we have great restaurants everywhere, but, you know, we're often going to head downtown and go to Orfino or someplace like that. So if I think about Fredericksburg in general, I typically think downtown. I mean, I love the stuff at Central Park and other places like that, but I'm sure it's, it's downtown, and uh, we've just made uh, amazing friends through all that. So, yeah. If we're so, the town's specific downtown, but my friends, obviously. So. <laughs> well, the charm of the front downtown like area is like no other. So it, it has, is wonderful. Yeah, it is, and it's it's good to see it continues to grow and new places coming in. 
Anytime we hear there's a new restaurant, we get excited. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that, I heard there's like a new Jamaican drive through place. Oh, no, I, I haven't tried that yet. So, <laughs> it's uh, over by the uh, Cowboy Jacks. I don't know. Okay. Check uh, it let's out. try that. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of coffee, let's dip into that. I know that you have something that you're doing involving coffee. So we just launched our own line of coffee uh, called Ooh. Cap. So my company is Capitalized Marketing and the coffee is called Capitalized Coffee. And some folks go, what's the connection there? There's a couple of things. Um, so part of my story is I'm an epilepsy fighter. Mm -hmm. And so as an epilepsy fighter, uh, you know, brain health is amazingly important to me. So that comes down to everything from what I eat uh, to how much, I, how much water I drink. And, uh, but since I drink a lot of coffee, you know, I began to think, well, is, is coffee healthy? Well, too much caffeine obviously is, is not healthy. But there was a study that mentioned that uh, organic mildew-free dark roast coffee was sort of the formula for optimal uh, brain health. Well, uh, I worked with uh, a roaster and we launched Capitalized Coffee and it's always organic, mildew-free, dark roast. And uh, so that my goal is in the next two years is to create five brain-healthy products um, to just serve that community like myself and others. And that's sort of a legacy business. If my daughters want it one day, it's, it's theirs. So right now we're building up Capitalized Coffee um, and then as that grows, when it gets to a certain point, benchmark that we said, we'll launch a second brain-healthy product. Oh, that's but cool. But it works with, I mean, capitalize, we always talk about capitalizing your best, bringing out your best. So it works in terms of same kind of thing for coffee. We want it to, to be what's best for you brain-wise. That's great. Yeah, it's fun. It's good to be conscious of your brain. I, it's only, well, I mean, uh, you know, my epilepsy was caused by brain damage, left frontal lobe. Okay. And, I mean, I, I've got it, I mean. I don't get another one. I've got, to, I've got to keep it healthy so I know on days where I don't hydrate enough or I don't get enough sleep, I get a little bit of brain fog. And so it's just really important for me to always keep that in front of me and to keep my brain healthy. Yeah, definitely. So could you tell our viewers where we could find your coffee? If you just go to capitalizedcoffee.com, that's where it is. We're only selling it online right now. Okay. Um, we launched with Honduras, uh, which is a little bit of a mild, milder dark roast. Okay. Uh, but if I'm not mistaken, by the time this launches, you'll be able to order a Nicaraguan. Uh, as well. Okay, and so cool. we'll eventually launch more and more. Do you more. think you'll get a Colombian? I'm sure we will. <laughs> yep, yep. And so uh, what we're trying to do is make, uh, uh, we're trying to make sure it's fresh. So we're only launching roast in a manner in which we can fulfill the orders and keep it fresh. Uh, but yes, we will. Very we will. cool. That's very much the goal. So it's been a fun endeavor. Uh, starting. I love starting new things. And so uh, I'd like to put more promotion behind it, which that's one of our plans for 2023. Very cool. Well, yeah, I can't wait to see where the coffee business takes you. I know, it's fun. It's fun. <laughs> awesome. Besides the coffee business and some of these other things that you've already touched mm -hmm. on, is there something else that um, many folks don't know about you? So that was a great question. You mentioned that to me. What's something people don't know about me? And since I spend so much time online, I thought, <laughs> what story have I not told? So this has got nothing to do with business or anything. Okay. Um, I can't skip rope. No. I know. See? See? I mean, I'm a marathon runner. I'm a, no a cyclist. All those things. I can't skip rope. And so there's been multiple years where I thought, okay, this is the year I'm going to skip rope. And um, so I don't know, maybe 2023 is it. I don't know what it is. I never learned as a kid. I, I don't know how to skip rope. So okay. I, that's something I cannot do. So maybe I need to put that on my my list for 2023. It's great exercise. We're, we're going to stay following you just so oh, we can see you I'll, I'll, I'll do that. it. I'll, chronic, I'll, I'll keep track of it online to, to show my <laughs> skip roping journey. Yeah. 
I love it. But I can't Please do, do it. keep us. It's very awkward <laughs> when you see me do it. Yeah? Do you never had like one of those like skipo things, you know, where it's like goes around and you jump? I love the skip boat. No, I never did. <laughs> I never did. I mean, I was, uh, you know, I, I, I rode bikes a lot as a kid. Um, I wasn't very big, so I wasn't a football basketball player. Um, I, uh, in college, I worked at summer camps a lot. So things like ultimate Frisbee became more of a sport that worked for me. Um, and then, uh, loved basketball, but uh, just wasn't very good at it. And then in my early thirties, I picked up mountain biking. Okay. Absolutely loved it. Yeah. Uh, but the challenge with mountain biking is it's only a daylight sport. And so with the busy schedule, I like to exercise in the morning. It's not something you can really do. Uh, so we went on vacation, uh, you know, back in uh, 09, and everybody's asleep, and I don't have my mountain bike, so I just decided to go for a run, and immediately fell in love with it. Just came back, told uh, Amy, I'm going to run a marathon, and like I knew <laughs> anything about it, um, but it really just took. It just really, so I've been running now for 13 years, and just absolutely passionate about it. I can go out at 4.30 in the morning, get my run in, and, uh, you know, doesn't really interrupt with anybody anymore. That's um, awesome. I still love cycling. Don't get to do it as much. But, no, uh, jumping rope never never <laughs> fit in there. It's, again, it's great exercise. It would be wonderful for me to add it in. Yeah. Do you jump rope? Uh, I have. I uh -huh. have done it. It's not like something that I go out of my way to do. Right. I, it's probably right. been years since the last I time I jumped rope. but. Gotcha. So you had a goal to run a marathon. Did you end up doing that? Uh, yeah, I've run a bunch of marathons. I absolutely love. Uh, in fact, this is being recorded on Thursday, and on Saturday I'm running the Richmond Marathon. I run that every year for my birthday. Oh, very cool. And, um, it is your birthday week. What day is your birthday? So my birthday is 11-11 on okay. Veterans Day. So okay. uh, when recording this, that's tomorrow. And uh, so I usually run a couple of marathons a year, uh, but I run Richmond almost every single year because it's on my birthday weekend. And it's just a, a celebration. So uh, it's also a Boston qualifying race. So I always run Richmond with the goals of qualifying for Boston and running the Boston Marathon. Awesome. Very cool. Well, happy early birthday. Thank you so much. Yeah. And best of luck to you. I, I have faith that you'll get there. Appreciate it. It's going to be a little warm, Boston. but we'll be fine. So <laughs> I, I finally ran Boston um, uh, last year, uh, and it took a lot of years to get there. Uh, so that's always in front of me to keep qualifying and running. But it, that was a special day. Do you think you'll do it again if you qualify? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the first time I ran Boston, I was not healthy. I'd had an injury. Um, I had a stress fracture. So I enjoyed the experience, but I didn't run Boston well. Okay. Um, and so uh, my goal is to qualify, and then I want to run it well. I want to run it feeling great, knowing that the training has gone well. Um, so that's my goal. Um, so if I, what's this 2022, the way the system works, if I qualify this weekend, that will actually be the 2024 Boston Marathon. Okay. Yeah. So, so they skip a year or? No, uh, excuse me. Boston's run in the March, April area. Okay. And so it's not enough time for the qualifications, you know, because qual if I, I qualify now, most people aren't going to turn over and run another marathon in three or four months. I see. Very so, cool. Yeah, so it's always Why out. not? I mean, come on. I've, I've <laughs> done it. It's not necessarily fun. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, it's a so. lot. It's a lot of strain on your body and a lot of a lot of training it is. and it's exertion. A, it takes a lot of time, but I love it. I really do. <laughs> That's awesome. Good for you. You're Thanks. doing so many awesome things. <laughs> so uh, let's dip into your why. What motivates you? Uh, what is at the heart of what drives you to do what you do? It's a great question. Um, I, 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 the, someone asked me this question last week. I'm glad you're asking it again um, because... You know, that's something I ask my coaching clients to work through. And, and I think as you get older, your, your why becomes a bit more refined. 
Um, so this is a bit of a longer story. I hope we have time. Uh, so in sixth grade, I was bullied a lot. I mean, I was a tiny kid. I mean, I really was. And so the last day of sixth grade, um, you know, the recess bell rings, and we're all going inside. And this uh, much larger student came up behind me and, and drove me into the ground and knocked me unconscious. Well, when I woke up, the entire playground was empty. Oh I had been missed. The teacher, everybody else. And so I just woke up from being unconscious oh, wow. on the ground. So I kind of groggily went to the office and just called my parents to come get me. Um, so that, among many other um, concussions and broken noses, played a part in, in my epilepsy. So I think that made me a bit of an angry kid. It made me, I'm going to prove myself uh, kind of person. Um, and that played itself out through high school and college and even my early career. I felt like I had this thing to prove and, you know, that served me well to a certain extent. I mean, I was able to accomplish some things and, and do things I might not have done. Um, but I think in maturity, I began to realize I'm defining myself against something. And I don't want to do that. I don't want to constantly define myself against something. So it, so then what do you do? Like, what if you're not going to define yourself against something, what are you going to do? Um, and there's a parable uh, in the Bible that, that really plays a lot in what... Um, why we do what we do, what the company does, and it's called the parable of the talents or the parable of the managers. And, and uh, just briefly, there's the story of a landowner who gives three different managers uh, some, some money to manage yeah. and goes away. And when he returns, one manager doubled the investment, and one manager doubled the investment, and one manager hid the investment. And the one who hid it is actually punished. He's like, I'm scared of you. I didn't want to lose your money. That's a real brief example of that story, a uh, uh, telling of that story. Right. But the principle behind it is that I believe that everyone has God-given gifts. Yeah. Um, and our job, our responsibility is to manage them, to steward them well. Um, for me, that's a desire to honor God with it. And so as I began to realize I've been defining myself against things so long, um, I began to think, well, wait a minute. I've been gifted as a teacher and a coach um, investing in people's lives, that's that's what I can do um, to honor that gift and to grow it. That's awesome. And so that's really what I want to do now. I want to um, I see businesses and individuals um, that want to grow their business or want to grow in a specific area of their life. And so now I do my best to to work with them and help them accomplish those goals and grow from there. So our our motto is capitalize your best, and that's actually what that's talking about. Is you have a gift and a best. And we want to see you grow it. And that's the idea behind the, the company and sort of the overarching vision. So I went from being a, an angry kid and uh, not saying, I mean, everybody deals with anger, but <laughs> I, I went from defining myself against something to trying to do what I thought was just living out the gift that I was given. That's awesome. I so, love that. Yeah. I, I mean, Thank I, you for sharing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I always had a good understanding of, of that, but it's been a joy in the last few years to kind of to nail that down. Yeah. That's very cool. Thanks. It's awesome. It's very cool to see like how you're not just creating that growth for yourself, but for others. I'm trying. I'm trying. You know, it's uh, you've got to start a business and grow it, and you've got to make a living and all those things. But yeah, doing it to help others is 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 obviously what well, for me it feels like the best way to do it. Very rewarding. It is. It is. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So let's chat a little bit about capitalized marketing and yeah. consulting. Yeah. Um, you've kind of touched on that in your why. It was established in 2020, right? Uh, 2020. Yeah, well, it was technically established in 2018, and I had a business partner. 
and uh, I was full-time pastor at that time, and it was sort of a, um, you know, I hate to say it, a side gig. We were both pastors and trying to earn some extra money, and so I approached from marketing and consulting, and he approached it from a promotional-type background. Okay. And uh, we partnered together for two years. Um, excuse me, but he had an opportunity to leave the state and go into another career, which was wonderful. And so we separated well, and so I took over the company 100%. And 2020 that you mentioned is the year that I left full-time ministry and went full-time into okay. marketing. So in the midst of the whole pandemic and all that stuff, we made that decision. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good time to maybe leap. It was either you're going to grow or, you know. It was. I mean, we, you know, we were, like everyone else, locked down at home. And, uh, you know, I was doing uh, Bible studies via video and recording the services via yeah. video. But no matter what, I mean, there was there was more time. And... Uh, it gave me a chance to examine the business. Uh, we actually renamed it and rebranded it. And um, at the same time, um, my church uh, leadership-wise and financially was in a healthy place. And the question was, well, when does one leave a church? And uh, I'm, a, a I'm a good church planter. I'm a better church planter than I was like the, the middle seven years. So we, uh, my wife and I sat down and it was like, now's the time. Um, we could wait a year, but maybe we aren't in a good place financially, or maybe we don't have the same leadership. Uh, you know, we're not leaving in over conflict. We're leaving peacefully. Um, so we, we let people know, and people thought we were crazy and gave us a chance to back out, but we were, we were committed to, to doing what we're doing. Um, and it was 100% the right decision. We don't doubt it. We don't doubt the decision one bit. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's a, definitely a transition being from full-time minister to full-time marketing and coaching. Yeah, I can imagine. There's some shifts in some Sh things that you're doing. Shifts in identity. <laughs> there's definitely some similarities in terms of, like, counseling and leadership and teaching. Right. Uh, but there's definitely an identity shift when, for 20 years, people ask you what you do, and you're like, I'm a pastor. <laughs> you know, then all of a sudden you have to pause and, like, what am I? So <laughs> it's a bit of a change. Yeah. So do you want to go into a little bit about the services that you offer oh, so that to. everybody can know the full spectrum of where you're at? Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, so we help people capitalize their best, um, and we do that really in two ways. Uh, we're a full-scale marketing company, which means we can offer anything in that realm, uh, providing social media, creating marketing campaigns, websites, graphics. I mean, if you're, we do everything but text marketing. It's just one of those things we don't do. Um, so yeah, so some folks come to us just for those services. Like, will you do my social media or will you... So like pretty um, much managing the mm -hmm. social... We do management for multiple companies. Okay. We build websites. We do videography, um, all of those things. But on the other side, we're coaching and consulting. Uh, so we have folks who will ask me to do marketing coaching. Um, realtors or brokerages will ask me to come in once a month and teach their team. Um, on how to do their individual marketing or maybe creating approaches or updating them on algorithms and those kind of things. Uh, but then we also are coaches and we just created um, uh, really a signature program. It's, a, it's called Capitalize Your Best and it's a hybrid online and in-person coaching program. Okay. So uh, uh, we have small businesses going through it to help them create their own campaigns. We have coaches going through it to create their own online coaching programs, basically just replicate what we've done, but make it in, uh, specific. Um, and then we've had authors who've created courses out of it. Okay. Uh, so it's been a lot of fun. That's been really where a lot of our efforts went into this year was to create that program um, and then market it. So someone will come to us and our question is not immediately do this because they may need marketing help or actually they might be equipped to do it if they had the training. So then the question for us is, is do the training in person or could you do our, our program? 
And so that's really where we've gone is capitalized. It's been a, a blast to kind of see it evolve since where we were two years ago. Very different than where we started. Very cool. Yeah. When you someone does your hybrid version, do they still get like limited access to have like a one-on-one -on -one or contact with you? It's a great you? question. I mean, the, the details are there's 23 videos divided into four modules. Okay. And so uh, and the, no video is longer than 15 or 16 minutes. So if you'll do all the videos for module one. I think there's six or seven. And then you'll do the homework, and then you get a personal coaching session. Okay. So I always offer at least four coaching sessions among the 23. Um, and then folks have done this program in three or six months. Really, it's self-paced, depending upon how much time you have. Uh, most folks are choosing the six-month model, but some folks have got the, the deep dive. So you always get at least four coaching sessions to go along with it. So we want to make sure it's not completely impersonal. Uh, if it's an only online system, people never finish I mean, I've done that. I've paid thousands of dollars for a coaching program, and I don't get to the end because there's not anything there. Any kind of accountability. Not accountability. There's not, there's not feedback. And uh, so I greatly enjoy the coaching that goes along with that. I've got, um, I've got a, a young um, entrepreneur right now, and she's launching this incredible program. I'm just so excited about it. She's not ready to launch yet, but she's close, and we're kind of building and building. And, uh, cool. and then we've coached you know, what it would look like to be our competitors. I don't care. It's fine. You know, take what I'm doing and just go do exactly the same thing. It's not going to bother me. Yeah. Just make it yours. Yeah, I think that there's an abundance, right? Certainly. So and that's like a very abundant mindset. Like if I share my knowledge and we grow together, then as a community we rise. Very much so. Uh, you know, it's not like there's only a, a – there's not a finite amount of money yeah. in the country. I mean, apparently. And you're doing worldwide, right? Don't you have some – forgot it. My far, furthest client is Sweden. Okay. And uh, and then uh, we're we're across the country, and so one of the things the program has enabled me to do, as much as I love Fredericksburg, it's been able it's enabled me to expand beyond this this community, which so, is great. I mean, because there's no boundary. None, none whatsoever. And so uh, uh, just just language, and so if I had to, I'd get a, an interpreter. I think we could figure <laughs> that out. But yeah, uh, Florida, Texas, um, Colorado, Sweden. Awesome. Yeah, it's, it's a blast. Good for you. Yeah, I get to know the folks really well. We get to, I mean, it, you create a relationship. You get to see their success. Um, that's the fun thing. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Uh, so we've kind of touched on a few things with Capitalize. Mm -hmm. um, is there anything that maybe most people don't know? I'm going to touch on to that subject again. Um, about the company itself? Yes. Um, well, I think uh, a couple of people do, but um, we also have a, um, a, a book publishing and consulting branch. Uh, we recently helped uh, a realtor here in town named Sarah Hurst, and we helped her publish a children's book about adoption, which is a beautiful book. Um, and so I published my first book in 2012, mm -hmm. which was just really a collection of blog articles. Uh, but then since I came out of the eye care industry, after that I wrote a book for the eye care industry, which sold really, really well. And so 2012 was sort of the beginning of the self-publishing wave. You, yeah. can, you can publish a book on Amazon fairly easily. Unfortunately, that, that industry also is, is full of uh, people who are exploiting and you'll spend thousands and thousands of dollars and never get close to making it back up. Well, that works really well with having um, graphic designers and marketing. So uh, we have a, a publishing branch where we'll help people format their books, um, actually do the covers for them get them onto Amazon and get their books launched. Oh, wow, that's and cool. And if they want help marketing, we can provide it or we can train it. And so uh, so right now uh, I'm working with a wonderful, I've got a mastermind of about 25 authors and we meet weekly. And that's a subscription model. 
that uh, that they're part of it, and so then they're publishing, and, and it's it's a lot of fun. So I don't talk about that as much because the masterminds, um, it, it's a private group. Yeah. Uh, but whenever we do get to help an author, we get we, we definitely make a mention of that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, so one of my secret uh, desires is to publish some children's books. So I oh, might be you coming should. to you it's a, uh, hit, knock on your door with that. That would be fantastic. <laughs> and like I said, our goal is to make sure people have that opportunity without just being exploited by the industry. Yeah. And like on a quick side note, most people who go, uh, there are companies that help you self-publish, but they usually require you to buy a certain number of your own books. And they'll say, hey, this is for promotional purposes. Well, you're going to buy a, a flat of 500 copies yeah and it's going to cost you four thousand dollars and then for the rest of your life you're going to have this big <laughs> stack of books in your garage uh you don't have to do that and so that's one of the things that we help authors do is to get uh published and then it's up to them how many author copies they want you have control of that you don't have to go through a company awesome. to do that very cool yeah <laughs> Well, I'm definitely going to be All right, contacting we talk. you on Children's that. Books are, Children's books are in here. Yeah, it's really... been on the like bucket list, and I feel like I want to do it while my children are still small so Very that they so. can enjoy the books that I write. So. And uh, I have probably a list of um, you know, a, quite a few titles of things that I want to do. <laughs> well, let me ask you, how many children do you have? I have two. Wonderful. Boy, girl. Have... One of each. Uh-huh. Uh, my son is eight, and my daughter is five. Oh, that's a fun. Those are fun ages. Yeah. So, oh, that's a blast. They're busy. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. <laughs> but uh, I like it because they keep me moving and on my toes. and. Very much so. Very yeah. much so. There's no greater joy than being a parent. It's, a, it's <laughs> the highest of highs and the lowest of lows, man. It really is. <laughs> uh, so let's get back to you. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, can you tell me a little bit about your role as the CEO and chairman of the Church Training Partners? Yeah. So Church Training Partners, thank you. Church Training Partners um, was born out of a couple of things. Um, I was, um, so I planted two churches, um, so 20 years of ministry, but um, 15 years of active lead role. And um, uh, being a pastor or ministry leader is incredibly lonely. Um, it, just, it just is. And um, there's not often very practical training for things like uh, leadership, fundraising, organization, uh, whatever the case may be, uh, uh, my the system I came out of emphasized uh, an academic approach. So you had to have a master's degree, you had to study Greek, Hebrew, and, and I valued all of that. But I didn't get much uh, in terms of how do you organize a church well, uh, how, how to be an effective leader. In addition, a lot of pastors are not making a lot of money. Um, if there's 7.5% inflation, most pastors are not getting the 7.5% raise. And so they need to find a way to make additional income. Well, as a church planter, I always had a second job, um, at, especially at the beginning. And that's where coaching and consulting came from. So Church Training Partners takes all those problems and offers two things. We have a program that helps churches organize. Uh, and so we're not talking about elders and deacons. We're talking about the practical, how do you organize this thing so it, it doesn't go chaotic. And uh, so we have a program to help uh, churches with that. But then I also help pastors create online coaching programs from the materials they already have. Uh, And so it enables them to have an extra source of income. Uh, So that's the emphasis of church training partners. A fun note, when Capitalize started, it was called uh, Concept to Profit. Very cumbersome. And And I abbreviate everything, so it was CTP. 
<laughs> but people got it wrong over the time. CTP, CPT, PCP, like no one could remember what it was. <laughs> but we had this logo I liked. Well, we rebranded to capitalize. Yeah. So that's where church training partners came from. I just kept the CTP logo and went from concept to profit to church training partners. Okay. And just rebranded it, recolored it a little bit. So that's where I, I sat down and, and figured out the name of the company. Uh, but it gives me a lot of joy. I know that when one churches are, you know, struggling for a cohesive organization to, to be able to help them do that and, and avoid some of the mistakes I made because I made tons. But then also, you know, pastors have leadership wisdom, they have tons of other wisdom, yeah. uh, helping a pastor create a program affordably so that then maybe they can have an extra source of income without taking them away from their, their first call to be a pastor. Uh, awesome. I couldn't have planted the two churches I planted without having that opportunity to do something outside the church. So I want to make that a little bit easier uh, awesome. for pastors or ministry leaders. I love that. Yeah. So I, I, I'll keep talking. So there's a story I got to tell you. So when you're when you're starting a church, and someone says, "I love kids," you go, "Well, you're in charge of the nursery." It's the way it feels, yeah. right? And they might be passionate about that, but they're going to get burned out very, very quickly. Yeah. So uh, and I've done that. I've burned out every church, uh, every nursery person ever. I burned them all out except <laughs> well, that's for a lot. except you know, for you... one, I think, and because that's not my forte is organizing nurseries. So I would give them complete freedom, but freedom isn't leadership. And so that's one of the reasons I, I created the system okay. because you people just leave. They're, I mean, they're exhausted. They leave. They're like, I, I've gone from working in the nursery. I need someone to take care of my kids or something like that. And there's a lot of heartbreak. People you love leave for that reason. It's not even necessarily a conflict. Yeah. Um, and so that's that was part of it. I was like, I just... Basically, everything I've done in my life, I was like, what problem did I have? If I can find a way to solve it, then I can find a way to serve others out of it. Nice. I like so, that. Try Where there's a problem, there's a solution. <laughs> I, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. I feel so. like most of the time there most is. Most of the time there is. You get that 1% that's like, mm, that's exactly maybe right. there's but not. Mo but... Most, uh, there's a great book called Everything is Figure Outable. Oh. Most everything is figure outable. I'll have to, ch I'll have to check that out. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, let's dip into maybe, can you give me two of your personal goals? To my personal for goals. For maybe the next 2023. For 2023. Besides uh, jumping aside rope. Aside from jumping rope, <laughs> yeah, so you beat me on that. Um, so uh, I am presently working through what my goals are going to be. So I'll talk about what some of them might be. Okay. Uh, I'm, a, I'm passionate about goal setting. Uh, the book Atomic Habits will tell you you don't rise to your goals, you fall to your systems. Yeah. So whenever I set a goal, then I've got to put, I mean, how am I going to do that? So yeah. running has definitely taught me that to create a system to hit the goal. Um, one of the things I'm considering is to become a, a, a licensed yogi. Yeah. Uh, so five, four years ago, I completely tore my calf muscle okay. training for a marathon. 100% my fault. I didn't stretch. I didn't do anything I needed to do. I've been sitting for four hours, changed clothes, went running up a hill, and just one of the worst pains I've ever had in my entire life. Well, uh, it's not funny, but sorry. it's terrible. Yeah, 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 it is kind of funny because I had to it's limp home funny. for like an hour for yeah. like a mile and a half. But um, and that was when I was introduced to stretching, yoga. I, I had a great massage therapist, chiropractor. I was out of everything was out of whack. And five weeks after the tear, I ran the marathon. I didn't run it well, but I did finish it. Wow. Well, since then, I've incorporated um, stretching and yoga into an almost daily practice for myself. And so, like, right now, I'm, I'm nursing a bit of a, a calf injury, but that I, I know that my stretching and my yoga is part of it. Um, so part of my long-range goals for Capitalize is to move beyond just a 
capitalize your best um, business approach, uh, but looking at maybe a capitalize your best life coaching program. Well, I've got, um, I've been through Dave Ramsey training, I've been through the, the financial training, uh, John Maxwell leadership, but I don't have, despite the marathon running, I don't have any sort of credentialing in any area uh, physically. And so really thinking about uh, next year investing in that, it would mean I would have to step back from some of the running, which is very hard for me because I just love running. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm pursuing, uh, you know, what, what would it look like next year for me to do that? Um, so I'm, I, tomorrow I turn 52, so there's not a lot of yoga programs specifically for, for guys over 50. That would maybe be my, my target niche. Um, so that's one of the goals um, I'm thinking about. Um, Another is for our Capitalize Your Best coaching program, I'm considering offering that as a certification for next year. So maybe someone wants to be a coach, but they don't want to create their own program. Yeah. Um, looking into offering a certification program where you can become a Capitalize Your Best coach. Okay. So you would use my curriculum, you would use our work, and coach people through that. That sounds awesome. Um, so, uh, you know, I've seen that replicated really well with, with other programs that are effective. You can then become a coach in that line. Yeah. Um, so thinking about that, uh, personally, I want to get more time uh, away with my wife, Amy, and my daughters are 20, 18, and 16. Um, so they don't need us over the top of them. And uh, <laughs> I would say, despite the newfound freedom I have found in doing this, um, most of that freedom has been uh, Amy and I for the kids, which was my initial push. I needed to spend more time with my kids, but I think next year I've got to take more time away with Amy. Yeah. And then with that, I've got some financial goals and things I want for the business. Very cool. You know, uh, uh, take on some new employees so that I'm doing less of some of the practical work. Yeah, the things that you could step away from. Yeah, doing what only I can do so that other people can do the things I'm not good at. So is there a need that your business has? You know, uh, that's a great question. I mean, right now I have a great uh, graphics and website uh, uh, designer. I've got, I've got those squared away. Um, I do have some virtual assistants who do some of the, um, uh, excuse me, some of the posting, some of the coordinating for my schedule. Uh, I think the bigger question is uh, I've got to figure out what's going to free me up to create these courses. So if I'm going to do a Capitalize Your Best Life course, that takes a lot of time and you've got the videos to record and, and all of those things. So I've got to figure out uh, in the next month or so, uh, what is the next thing for me to give away? Uh, because once you give something away, then your marketing changes. Uh, people need to know I'm not the one doing that. My team does it. Yeah. So anytime I replace myself in something, I then have to change how I present to the client. Um, and then you've got to have people trustworthy because you're giving you control, know, you're giving you. control away. Yeah. And uh, so those are the things that uh, working on. So I don't know necessarily what I'm going to hire next. Yeah. It may very well be taking some of the folks who are working part-time for me and giving them a full-time opportunity. Nice. Very cool. Yeah. It's a lot of responsibility when you do that. Yeah. So. <laughs> it is a lot of responsibility, but uh, it's the best way to grow, right? Because mm -hmm. you can't grow without having somebody else come in and help you. Yeah, if you don't if you don't bring in people, you're limited by the number of hours of the day. Exactly. And I, I do as well as I can maximizing those hours, but it's still finite. Yeah. Uh, it's still my my brain. And if you get sick or something, then it's just like. That's exactly. And my brain requires sleep. That's part of my. Yeah. Uh, that's part of my care for my brain is to sleep. I think so. all of our brains require sleep. They really do. Yeah. Uh, when I was first fighting epilepsy, and the doctor asked me how much sleep I got, I you know, proudly said. 
like five and a half, six hours sleep. Yeah. And uh, he looked me in the eye and he said, if you don't get seven to eight hours sleep, um, you're going to have a lobotomy. Oh, wow. Which is terrifying. Yeah, that's and, very um, And so I, I know someone with my specific epilepsy condition who had that lobotomy, and he functions oh, wow. and does very well. But I don't want anyone to cut part of my brain out. Yeah. Um, so uh, I was better at that time of getting eight hours sleep. Um, I'm around seven hours right now, typically, on average. Nice. Yeah. But there's always the six hours, too. I yeah. Yeah. Don't go back to six. I know. I know. You're right. <laughs> it's so tempting because you want to maximize your day. but <laughs> it, is, it is. Well, the thing is I wake up the same time every morning. Yeah. So the only thing I can control is what time do I go to bed. Yeah. I'm just going to wake up no matter what at the same time. <laughs> I'm just kind of wired that way. That's good. It's a good habit to have wired in. I think so. I just got to get to bed. Yeah. yeah. That's the other side of it. Yeah, have the discipline to be like, yes. shut all things off. Well, and then sometimes you're walking away from things that are happening, yeah. you know, which are yes. not as fun. So that, yeah. that's tough, too. It is tough. I was at an event last night, and I was like, it's time for me to go to bed. It was only like 8.30, I, but I, I think was I was like, registered for that event and didn't show up. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm with you. I didn't make that one. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, so is there anything you'd like to add? You know, it's a great question. Um, you know, I, I, I do want to become more of next year uh, of a, an advocate for ap- epilepsy awareness um, and then just epilepsy prevention and care. Uh, so my epilepsy is not what's called grand mal. If I had a seizure, uh, I, I don't fall on the floor. Uh, mine's, well, called, mine's called partial complex, okay. uh, which means uh, I'm partially aware. Uh, and it's complex centered on a specific portion of my brain, which okay. is my left frontal lobe. But still... That's that, going to be tough to be partly aware. It's terrifying. Um, so it, what it would look like is you and I would be in a conversation, mm-hmm. and then I would either just pause, and like I would, you'd be like, hey, are you still there? Um, or I might say a few things that don't make sense, um, or even mumble a little bit. And so before they were under control medically... I mean, I had them in the car, you know, I had one, uh, it was, they were diagnosed initially because I had one preaching and there was a doctor in the crowd and he's like, you just had a seizure. And so, um, and so, uh, so I want people, there's an awareness need, um, about, uh, what epilepsy is. Um, uh, I was fortunate in that the neurologist who initially diagnosed me, once the meds had them under control, he went the next step. Because uh, he knew I wanted to get back to, I had to take a two-year break from running marathons. Um, he took the next step and helped me nutrition-wise, and it transformed my brain. I, I mean, uh, and so I, I just got to give him credit. I don't know if every doctor would have done that. They yeah. might, they might have gotten me under control and kind of sent me on my way. Um, so if you do struggle with epilepsy um, or even other brain-related conditions, whether it be Alzheimer's or depression, whatever the case may be. Your nutrition affects all of those things. So the brain hates sugar. Well, it eats it up, but hates it in terms of it's just not healthy. Um, and so uh, a heavy carb, heavy sugar-based um, diet is just it does not help your brain in any way. Uh, so I, I want to to move more into an advocate role, um, supporting things like the Epilepsy Foundation, but then also educating. Um, both uh, generally, but then also people who might be struggling with brain conditions. Uh, I'd like to, to do more of that. Um, so I can see that's where the coffee and the brain healthy products are going uh, yeah. to serve. Uh, but then um, finding ways to be, become more of an advocate and an awareness because their, their parents and um, uh, folks who are struggling with massive epilepsy issues massive number of i mean a dozen uh, seizures a day i mean that's not very that's not uncommon 
Um, I don't have all the tools necessarily to help them with that, um, but would like to be an encourager in any way I could. Yeah, bring some education and awareness, like Love you to. said. Yeah, I mean, I think all in all, despite you know what it's been through, I've, I've been very fortunate in my journey. Um, you know, there's a lot of ways it could have been a lot worse. Yeah. Well, Gordon, it's been really nice chatting with you. you. I think that we could probably go on forever here, yeah. but we'll just break here. Okay. And uh, if you all have uh, any questions for Gordon, you can reach out to him directly. Or if you have a referral for him, we all love referrals. <laughs> Thank you. That'd be great. You can find me. Just look for Gordon Duncan on every platform. You'll find me there somewhere. I'll also include his contact information in the comments below. Oh, thank you. And if you, you could also reach out to me and I could connect you with Gordon if need be. So thanks so much for watching. I'm Mary Camuso, your friend and realtor of the Fredericksburg area. And we're featuring Gordon Duncan. Thank you. It really and, means uh, a lot. Thank you so much. Yeah, definitely. And thanks for being here with us today. Bye. Bye, guys. How do you shorten the time it takes to buy a car? Car buying just got easier. Pohanka365.com lets you complete as much or as little of the car buying process online. Pohanka365.com. Car buying simplified. Anytime, anywhere. Small business owners, you should be praised for wanting to grow your business. That's a good thing, and not everybody has the guts to do it. As a business owner myself, I know you've overcome obstacles that people don't even know about. Hi, my name is Gordon Duncan, the owner of Capitalized Marketing and Consulting, and I want you to know that if your business hasn't grown like you want it to, it's not your fault. If it's not COVID getting in the way, it's ridiculous things like changing social media algorithms. You're right in thinking that very few people are doing small businesses any favors right now. But Capitalized Marketing and Consulting is here to help. We've created a 90-day course that is guaranteed to grow the revenue of your business. It will give you the tools that you've been looking for. And as a certified coach, I would be with you along the way. If you would like to learn more about our program, just visit CapitalizeYourBest.com and get started enjoying the success you deserve. Again, that's CapitalizeYourBest.com. And I can't wait to celebrate all you accomplish.